Hey, what's going on, everyone? How you guys doing? My name is Matt Jarbo. Welcome to Milkard Mysteries, episode number 29. This time back on YouTube uh, with an actual face cam. I know, this is a thing. If you guys are watching, listening to this in the audio podcast, currently available on iTunes and Spotify, soon to be Stitcher, uh, Google Podcasts, generally anywhere podcasts are found. I prefer Anchor FM forward slash Milkard Mysteries. That's the official hosting platform as you guys can send in your your voicemails or if you'd like to help support the show financially you can do that there as well as heading over to patreon.com forward slash matt jarbo but then again i don't want to pimp that right off the bat i want to get into uh the stories of the day the stories of the day folks are going to be fascinating because we've got three to cover we have the story of a missing uh 14 year old girl out of colorado who potentially may have been sex trafficked twice which is interesting uh, the story of a mother who has been charged with uh, sex trafficking. I don't know if it's her own kids or someone else's kids, but there's definitely something happening there, especially when you look into her Facebook page and you start to realize, oof, uh, she might have been into some stuff. Uh, and then uh, coming out of uh, Spain, we have got the story of a teenager, a 19 year old woman who allegedly uh, killed her mom. And then just lived in the apartment with the uh, the rotting corpse for approximately four months before finally being caught. I know it's a wild ride here on Milk Carton Mysteries. It's always something new. It's always wild. And as always, I appreciate every single one of you that listens. We, we, we've been growing uh, quite a bit over on the uh, the audio side of things. And uh, I look forward to, to bringing you these stories. Generally speaking, Monday through Friday, although I miss a couple days here and there, but that's my own fault. But I appreciate you guys checking out. Be sure to also head over to page, uh, to Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the milk garden in order to uh, to get in on the action yourself and, and keep up with the conversations and submit your own stories. that can find their way here on the podcast. So let's take a look here at the first story, which, of course, is Erie, Colorado Police Departments are currently searching for a missing teen last seen eight days ago. So. Uh, this is eight days, nine days now, I think. This article is a day old. Uh, but this young girl has been missing for uh, roughly nine, almost ten days. And uh, this is her story. So uh, this is from her mom. Robbie Sue put on Twitter that her daughter Skylar has been missing. That no one has seen or heard from her since Sunday. I miss her and I just need to know she's safe. Please, 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 if you see my daughter, please help. She's only 14 and was a victim of a pretty horrific crime that is likely very associated. It's very likely associated with her being missing. If you see her, please let the Erie Police know. Three zero three nine two six twenty eight hundred. I'm just gonna say that one more time. Three zero three nine two six twenty eight hundred. If you happen to come across any information about Skyler. Uh, you can see a bunch of different images here for her to give you an idea of what she might look like. Uh, these are relatively recent, especially if you're watching this on the uh, on the YouTube. But anyway, the, the local Erie Police Department, they've put out their own uh, missing persons bulletin saying the Erie Police Department is asking for the public's help to find Skylar Latouri, 14, last seen at 9.30 p.m. on August 16th, 2020. She's approximately 5'4", 105 pounds with blue eyes and blonde hair. She was last seen wearing a black hoodie and shorts with white trim. She may be wearing glasses. And you see here on the images, she's got kind of the big librarian glasses with a black trim or black and gold trim. Uh, the quality of the images, unfortunately, are a little bit on the low side, but still 
she does have these very unique looking glasses for a 14 year old. And they say, if you have any information on her whereabouts, call the Erie police dispatch at 303-441-4444. So people have been looking for her now for, for nine, 10 days. And the story has taken a bit of a weird turn. And I, I, I call attention to this long post posted by Robbie Sue, her mother, June 12th, two months before she went missing. And it's interesting because of the story that gets laid out here. I'm going to read this for you because you guys have got to hear this. So Robbie says, I have seen posts lately saying that police departments should be defunded. I am 100% against police brutality. However, we cannot defund police departments. Here's a short story explaining why we need the police. Monday night, my 14-year-old thought it would be fun and games to sneak out her window and go with a friend to a party to hang out. I woke up Tuesday morning to find my 14-year-old daughter missing. The first thing I did was contact the police department to file a missing persons report. Without a police department to call, where would I have filed the report? The police department took the information and put out a bulletin to all law enforcement agencies, letting them know that a 14-year-old girl was missing. I also put the information on so social media, hoping someone would see Skylar and notify me of her location. Despite thousands of shares and people all over the country looking for her, I did not receive one legitimate tip to her actual location. After 24 hours, a personal page was set up to find her. Still no luck. Finally, Wednesday afternoon, the Colorado State Patrol made a traffic stop and my daughter was finally located. She was found with the most horrible type of people imaginable. If it had not been for that traffic stop, my baby girl would have been in a human trafficking case and probably never seen again. Not only has the Colorado State Patrol helped save my daughter, the Erie and Wheat Ridge Police Departments both stayed involved in the situation to help bring her home. The FBI is also involved to ensure my daughter receives justice for the trauma she was exposed to. So, I mean, you have a situation here where she explains a story where two months prior, Skylar snuck out of the house, went to a party, was kidnapped and was in the process of being sex trafficked for two days around the state of Colorado, was found by Colorado State Patrol, returned home. Okay. Okay. I mean, I'm not disparaging that. I have no evidence to suggest otherwise. I mean, I don't know. Something about this just seems weird. Now, coming over here to some Facebook posts that I found, a friend of the family, this girl here uh, on the left, uh, she says, uh, talking about another news report, she left us on a comment of a news report that was uh, shared by the mom. This report completely leaves out what happened back in June when she snuck out. She came into contact with human traffickers who had her halfway to Texas. She is now missing again before the final interview to finish the case. So, she met human traffickers or came into contact with human traffickers. She was in the process of filing out, finishing her last interview with them, with the, the authorities before she went missing again. Again, weird. It's just weird. Now her, her uncle's fiance posted uh, this on Facebook saying it has recently been brought to my attention that Moco Space is a hotspot for pedophiles. Considering this video is eight years old, 
uh, this is an ongoing and very big problem. I personally know someone very close to me who was victimized by multiple pedophiles on this website. She was literally on her way to be sold in a sex trafficking ring, but was thankfully stopped by local law enforcement. However, even with a court subpoena, MocoSpace would share very little to no information with the police. To make matters worse, the child was taken again. But will MocoSpace provide the information we need to help find her? No. This social media platform needs to be shut down. Let's make people aware. And so she's got some hashtags there, save our children, save our children now, and another save our children. Well, the thing is, I've never heard of MocoSpace. So I looked it up. MocoSpace just says chat and meet new people. It's a mobile app. Join over 100 million people in public chat rooms, group chat, and private chat, and download the free app to get started. So it's, it's an anonymous chat line. Well, I mean, anyone can sign up. Uh, looking into the Wikipedia, it appears that it actually has done pretty well financially. And another person in a Facebook group that I'm in was able to post uh, a screenshot of what the rooms look like. There's flirting near me, lobby, 30s, 40s, 50 plus, flirting Latinos, African-American, LGBTQ, gamers, international, more. I'm sure there's a whole wide variety of chat rooms. But it doesn't seem like a place for teens, at least from this particular screenshot. So I don't know. I, I Googled Moco Space. It didn't come across anything really since 2012 in regards to sex trafficking. Not to say that it doesn't happen, but there's been no reports since then. Uh, the, 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 you know, brother's fiance or the uncle's fiance is an interesting point of discussion because we don't know what's going on right now with Skylar. Some people have speculated that she has uh, run off before this final interview because she was making the whole thing up and she doesn't want to get caught. I, I find it to be interesting that she was taken again, if that is what's happening. And I'm not going to sit there and say that she hasn't been taken again. I have no idea. But looking at the evidence as it presents itself, something about this feels amiss. Something about this feels off. Now, I've said that before. And I will say that again. And, and, you know, I said that before with the missing persons case. And I thought like this dude killed this girl. Turns out they were both alive. They just stole a car. I don't know what's happened to them since then, but I know that they're alive. So that's good. I could be wrong here. So I, I need to be, I need to be careful. But if you have any information on Skylar here, if any of these images look familiar to you, if her description sounds familiar to you, please contact the local police department uh, and let them know because her mom Every day posts a post about this. So her mom is losing her mind. So if you know anything, say something and bring this little girl home. So let's talk about this story coming out of Fayetteville, North Carolina, where a woman has been charged with human trafficking and promoting prostitution. And yeah, like I said before, uh, diving into her story a little bit, you can kind of see what's going on here. So. Fayetteville woman has been arrested and charged with sex crimes involving human trafficking and promoting prostitution involving a minor. Deputies with the Cumberland County Sheriff's Office arrested Crystal Nobles on Wednesday. Officials said she recruited a minor to conduct commercial sex acts for money. They also said that Noble posted photographs of the child on social media sites to solicit customers. But that's terrible. And the thing is, like I said before, we don't know if it's her child or another child. She has three children. 
One of them is a younger female. The oldest one's a female. That much I know. And we don't uh, we don't know who it is yet. Now, in addition, the authorities are saying that drugs were used to control the minor to engage in the sex acts. Money exchanged for sex acts with the minor was controlled by the defendant and used to pay for hotel room and drugs. Interesting. Uh, Nobles, well, I mean, it's terrible. Don't get me wrong. I say interesting is because it's like if your profits are just going to get more drugs in hotel rooms, this wasn't a very profitable enterprise, even though it's disgusting. Now, she was placed in the Cumberland County Sheriff's Office Detention Center uh, under a $100,000 secure bond, and she has her first court case today. And they are asking if anyone has any additional information. The Cumberland County Sheriff's Office is available at 910-323-1500. That is 910-323-1500. So this is where things get a little bit interesting. And this is where the internet, the internet detectives get a little bit, they get a little bit of work done. So they happen to find Crystal Noble's Facebook page where she goes under the name Chrissy New. And she's listed as being self-employed. So... Yeah, we, we can kind of un, kind of figure out what that self-employed is, especially. Well, first off, I want to say this is a little bit of a creepy. My slides are out of order, but this is a little bit creepy here. On June 20th, she started a fundraiser for St. Jude's saying, want to help me in supporting a good cause? I'm raising money for St. Jude's Children Research Hospital and your contribution will make an impact. Whether you donate $5 or 500, every little bit helps. Thank you for your support. I've included information about how to get to them. So, <laughs> yeah, she's been busted for for sex trafficking a minor. And two months ago, she was trying to raise money for sick kids. Interesting. I just find that to be interesting. But here's where we talk about the prostitution. So underneath one of her photos, the photo that's on the main page of, of her Chrissy New page, her profile pic, there is a post from her that says, I want to see you so bad, call me. And then it gives a number. Now, underneath that, you have got a number of people, a number of men saying, I'm ready. Or there you all, all puckered up and ready to kiss because the photo of her is making kind of duck lips. That same person says, update with a smile. Another person just fires back three eggplant emojis, whatever, whatever that means. And then follows it up by saying, hit me up, baby girl. So it appears, it really appears that Crystal Nobles was a prostitute on Facebook and she was using it as a way to sling herself. I mean, even this one here, this one popped up uh, on there a while ago. Some guy named William, uh, I blocked out his last name, says, can you text me? And he posts his number. And another one falls up by saying, "She's you know that was 38 weeks ago, three days ago, someone found it and said she's locked up for child sex trafficking doubt she gets back to you soon another woman chimes in and says why on earth do you need this woman to contact you i hope not for her illegal activities william who has kind of just a standard boilerplate account meaning like there's no profile pic responds and says don't know this is but i don't know any activities i was contacting for a furniture sale probably wrong number sorry now that of course is being speculated as 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 a as a potential john by people out there who are 
trying to then figure this out. The internet detectives, the internet Karens, if you will, are trying to ascertain the identity, I think, of this William person and whether or not he's a John or he simply is just a confused person who's trying to buy furniture on Facebook. And maybe, maybe, I don't know yet. But when you look at someone like Crystal Nobles here and what she's accused of doing, recruiting minors for sex acts, feeding them drugs, probably alcohol, selling them off, selling off their bodies in order to facilitate more drugs and more alcohol, well, or more hotel rooms, while also pimping it on Facebook. Uh, and I'm, I'm assuming that's the social media that the, that the article was referring to. Uh, with this kind of situation, I believe that the FBI is probably involved. I'm hoping that as this story progresses, we do get more details. Um, and, I, and I say that because I feel like when we get more details, we get a better understanding of how people facilitate these acts. They, they sell them. So then the average person could be more on the lookout. Code words, code names, places like Backpage or Craigslist, things along those lines uh, for purely informational purposes. And uh, that's, you know, as a way to try to stop it, because I do feel like this stuff goes on. It doesn't get stopped as often as it should. But I'm glad they got this lady. $100,000 secure bond. Yeah, they got some evidence. So finally, let's talk about this story here. Uh, this is coming out of Spain. A, uh, a teen kills her mom and lives with her rotting corpse in a bathtub for literally months until the neighbors complained of an unbearable smell. As you can see here, the, the young woman and her young mother uh, in a selfie. So it says here, that a teenager is accused of killing her mom and living with the corpse for months. Police discovered a 45-year-old mom's mummified body in a bath in a flat in uh, Alcuadi. I can't pronounce that. Somewhere in the Crespin, southern Spain. Officers believe that the woman, named locally as Anna, was stabbed back in April when residents were confined to their homes during the COVID lockdown. Her 19-year-old daughter, Terry, continued to live in the apartment alongside her mother's body. Neighbors did say that there was a vile stench around the four-story block of flats. That's crazy. Like, everyone's locked down. You kill your mom probably in a fight. They put her in the tub, and then they just let it sit for four months. That smell's got to be just ungodly. Now, this is where it gets interesting. So, however, the neighbors didn't suspect the smell was from a body. They, they, they just, oh, there's a terrible smell out here. What's coming from? It's understood that Terry and her boyfriend, who's also 19, have been arrested and are due to be charged with the death of the mother, who worked as a cleaner and a carer. The young couple had been staying with the divorced mother of two, but the neighbors often heard them rowing. So this is from a Metro article or Sun article. So rowing is English for fighting. Cops were finally called to the flat after Terry allegedly confessed to her male friend that she had fatally stabbed her mom. He alerted the police, and the officers discovered the victim's remains when they entered the flat on Thursday morning. Due to the mummified condition of the body, a coroner was unable to determine the exact date of Anna's death. But the Olive Press and La Provincias reported that the mom died back in April. <laughs> Terry then lived, and I'm assuming her boyfriend was there too, with the corpse for four months 
despite the stench of rotting flesh, it claimed. I mean, that's some crazy-ass sadistic shit right there, if you want my honest opinion. Stabs the mom, dumps her in the tub, lets it rot. The smell, most likely maggots, to the point of where when they find her body, they describe it as being mummified. They describe it as being just disgusting. I mean, it takes a lot to like do that. Now, granted, you know, there's probably a fair amount of fear that went into this. There's probably a fair amount of fear that Terry had, her boyfriend had, living with this for four months, you know, and, uh, and I, you know, I don't blame him for having that fear. I don't, I don't, uh, I just don't blame him for it. You know, people do this kind of stuff in a moment of passion, crime of passion. Then they're left with the consequences, especially during a, a pandemic. Uh, they freaked out and now they confessed and now they're going to jail and, uh, good. This is just a weird story. People do crazy things in lockdown. So I guess it's kind of add this one to the list, unfortunately. As always, though, I do want to hear your thoughts. So you guys have to let me know how you feel about this one. And that actually wraps up today's episode of Milk Carton Mysteries. Uh, thank you guys very much for hanging out with me. These stories are kind of wild. I do really hope that uh, that the young girl, Skylar, is found. Um, I hope that all missing children are found. I do want to put more of an emphasis on on missing kids, missing people. Uh, during some of the stories. So if you find any, please let me know. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the milk carton. As always, you guys can find this on uh, iTunes, on Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, soon, soon to be Stitcher, as well as uh, anchor.fm forward slash milk carton. Mysteries is a great way. You can call in. If you get the app, you can download it and you can get your hands on a voicemail line. You can call right in, leave a voicemail and uh, and, and we'll we'll add it to the show. All right, everyone. Thank you very much for watching. Have yourself a great or listening. <laughs> it's the YouTuber in me. Have yourself a great day. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Don't kill anyone and peace out. <laughs>